Hello, advanced English learners. Welcome back. Today, Greg and I are going to have another native English speaker conversation. And the point of these episodes and lessons is to give you an opportunity to practice your listening comprehension, to work on pronunciation and connected speech by listening to what we say and trying to replicate it, and then to acquire some new vocabulary and also to get a sense of what's going on in the world because we're going to try to come up with topics that are pretty much relevant to current events and American lifestyle and culture and pop culture. And so we hope that you enjoy this lesson and we're going to have a fun time having conversation, aren't we, Gooden? Yes, Greg? we are. Okay. Definitely. Amazing. So this week's topic is all about remote work. We'll be right back after this short break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Remote work. All yes. right. Yeah, All that's definitely right. been a hot topic over the last couple of years. All right. So let's get right into it. All right. So, Greg, something interesting came out of the Netherlands recently. Yeah, there was an interesting piece of legislation that was proposed. I'm not sure if it passed or not, um, but it definitely caught my eye. Yes, mine because too. Because the premise of it was that remote work, yes. the ability to work from home or at the very least away from the office, yeah. was going to become effectively a constitutional right. Right, meaning citizens have the right, if they were to choose to you know, take it up, take, take the government up on this offer, so to speak, to be able to do it. It's yeah, right. that's right. So a constitutional right basically means by law you are, are permitted, you are... Uh, allowed to do a certain type of thing. Yeah. Um, for example, in the U.S., we have a constitutional right to free speech. Yes. Which means we can say what we want to say. What's on our minds without being afraid of what other people might think of that exactly. statement or comment. Exactly. So in the Netherlands, they passed this constitutional right, uh, or at least it's been proposed, yeah. to allow people to work from home. So it just means that your boss basically can't tell you you have to come to the office. Right. So this was something because originally, I mean, the the first foray into remote work was really, with a nine-to-five job, was really the pandemic. When people were asked to stay home, cities and towns and countries were on lockdown, and we were working from home fully, right? That's where this idea of remote work came. And many of you viewers and listeners might have experienced this with your own jobs, doing your job from home, 
at a remote location. So you might have been traveling after the pandemic, or you might have just been at home working remotely. Yeah, I mean, a lot of offices shut down, right? So where else are you going to work? Yeah. And so everyone was forced to adapt to working from home. It was funny because for us, we, we were sort of used to working from home yeah. for, for many years already. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't much of a change. No. But uh, for a lot of society, it was a huge change, right? Yes. Everyone was used to that commute to the office, um, meeting all their colleagues at the office, um, having that sort of discrete workspace away from home to, to do your work. Right. Having these clear-cut boundaries. Exactly. Work time, fun time. Yeah. So. And then all that disappeared and suddenly... <laughs> You know, husband and wife uh, and children all crammed into one house, uh, you know, all doing their own thing. It was uh, a big challenge, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, I think especially if people had roommates or they were in uh, relationships or they were with a family in a family setting, there was a lot of navigating that had to be done and clear distinction of what's the office space, what's the work space and what's the communal space. And so that was quite challenging for a lot of people, like you said. But the funny thing that happened is once people started getting used to it and maybe they moved out of their apartments and into homes or maybe they moved into bigger apartments or maybe they got rid of their roommates, once people started getting used to remote work, they didn't want to give it up. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are some substantial advantages. One of the biggest ones for sure, I think, is the commute. Yeah. Right? Um, it's... Uh, quite time consuming to, you know, get into your car or get into a subway, you know, and spend that 30, 45 minutes. Some people have, you know, two hour commutes to get all the way to their office. And then you have to repeat the process in reverse at the end of the day. To go back home. So that's a big chunk of time that gets eliminated if you can just, you know, open up your laptop uh, from your kitchen counter and get to work. There are some companies that have shuttles where you can start your workday effectively from the time that you get on the shuttle or the bus, effectively when you're in transit. Um, and then, you know, you leave the office and then your workday continues while you're on your return trip back home. So in that sense, it can be productive, but it's not an ascent, it's not a perfect sort of work situation because you might, you might be huddled over your laptop and crammed in a train or you might, you know, be... Um, preferring to look at the beautiful scenery if you're, you know, have a nice commute. Yeah, I think people have found ways to make the commute efficient, but if you don't have a commute at all, even better. Right. And so that was a big advantage. Um, Mm -hmm. Another one, I think, was casual dress. Yeah. Right? My understanding is that uh, during the uh, transition to remote work, everyone got a little more casual with the way they dressed. You know, what's the point of putting on a blazer and tie and dress, you know, or a fancy dress for, for, for the woman, a suit. Um, heels. Heels, exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, when you're just at home. And so most companies, their dress code all, you know, became quite quite a bit more casual. Casual, yeah, that is interesting. I've, I've spoken to a, a, quite a few different friends and they've all sort of said similarly that they get so much more work done at home when they're working remotely. So... Maybe it's because of the commute, maybe because they're more in charge of their schedule, maybe they just have a better, you know, a better sense of how to use their time effectively when they have a designated space at home. And then we have a lot of friends who've also created offices for themselves in their homes and their apartments and their houses just because they like having that set up at home. 
Yeah, we've actually, it's funny, we, we talked about this before when we were talking about the real estate bubble, but part of what has actually fueled the, the skyrocketing prices of homes, uh, right, the very fast-paced increase uh, in home prices is um, the need for these additional office spaces, right? Because right? you need more rooms for that, right? Exactly. You don't necessarily want kids screaming in the background or if your roommate's playing a movie, you don't want that sound <laughs> when you're on a, an important you know, business call. We'll be right back after this short break. It's true. Right. It's true because it's not just that you need a, you know, a quiet space to work and to get your thoughts in order and be in the zone, but it's also that you might be taking calls and you might need to have a quiet background, right? Without children or pets or, uh, you know, family members speaking to you and making noise, which is great on the weekend, but when you're in, you know, your nine to five, it can be quite challenging. So now it seems like there is a trend toward, well, I think it's sort of, it's divided. I've seen big companies trying to get the employees back into the office. And I've also seen companies do a more hybrid approach where it's, they have a policy of remote work, but it's not insured. And so, or they have a policy where they want people in the office at least two to three times a week, but that's not insured. And so, you know, um, it's a situation where it's really at your own discretion, where you can choose whether to work from home or from the office. Yeah, it's it's a little messy, honestly, uh, from what I can tell, because uh, companies aren't used to this hybrid policy. Yeah. They were slowly able to come to terms with working from home. Yeah. Um, Of course, they were very familiar with working in the office, but this in-between state is very confusing yeah. because, you know, uh, if they make it optional and flexible, you know, uh, who, who, what do they actually want? Like, what's the sort of under, under uh, what's the sort of the what, subtext? Right, right, right exactly. You know, like some companies, they say, oh, yeah, it's flexible. But by the way, if you come in, you know. You'll get free breakfast. You'll get free you'll breakfast. Get or nice, more importantly, like, lunch, like or... you, you'll, you'll be more likely to be promoted, right? You'll oh, get yeah. more more uh, attention from your managers and so yeah. forth. But at the same time, a lot of these companies are not enforcing, meaning they're not, you know, watching you cl- closely and seeing, oh, did you check in? Did you check out? Are you, are you working from home? I think the bottom line is it really depends on company, company culture. But also, you know, if, you're, if your output is the same or even better from home, or in a, in a setting that you feel more comfortable in? Because some people like going into the office when they're given that chance. I think it depends on the person's output, and that's different for everyone depending on It's different location. for different people. It's also different yeah. for different roles, yeah, right? Yeah, that too. Um, some roles really uh, benefit from being in the same room, yeah. uh, particularly highly collaborative roles yes. or roles where there's sort of competitive pressure and people enjoy being all in the same room and kind of uh, riffing off each other. Kind of like when you go to an exercise class, you can work out by yourself, uh-huh. but some people do better when they're working out around others, right? right? Yeah. So that's, that's a personal yeah. preference, and it can also be related to your role. So I agree there's, there's definitely um, uh, advantages to either based on what it is you're doing and the type of person you are. Definitely. And I think it really, as you said, the role can dictate that, that need. Um, if you're in in a setting where you really do need to, you know, go up to someone's desk and say, "Look at this project. Can you have a look at this blueprint or look at this, you know, prototype that I built?" Or 
whatever it might be where you're showing something visual and you need that immediate feedback and not the asynchronous feedback where there's a lot of back and forth emailing, scheduling a time for a Zoom call or a Google Meet and trying to come, come together and collaborate. That might work if you're really on top of things or if you have, you know, you have an open Slack or a channel of communication open constantly. But in some situations, it's not always ideal. Yeah, you can definitely, you know, if you are working remotely, you definitely get a lot more Zoom calls, a lot more emailing going on, and that could be inefficient. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you know, for some people, they wouldn't want someone coming by their desk and interrupting their flow state. True. That's right. True. So yeah. it is tough. And I think companies themselves are trying to determine what is better for productivity. Is it better to have people in the office or are they more productive at home? I mean, they've been studying this quite closely. Yeah. I suspect over the next couple of years, we're going to get real data on what the conclusion is. Yeah. And um, hopefully, you know, companies can take that data and then more intelligently, more strategically implement company policy yeah. that optimizes for productivity and employment, employment, employee Satisfa happiness, yeah, employee satisfaction. satisfaction. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to say, you know, the two goals, I think, well, it's twofold, right? So there's two components to it. One is the, well, ultimately employee retention, right? So the company, they want to be happy with you because you're being productive. And you want to be happy at the company, right? So the employee satisfaction. So there's this nice sort of symbiotic relationship there. And oftentimes the two go in hand in hand, right? The happier the employee, the more productive they generally will be, right? Because if you feel like you belong at this company, you feel like they value you and your time and your effort, and you know, you're not easily replaceable, right? You feel like you're making, you're making a good positive impact there. Well, then it's a positive and you're going to perform even better than if you feel like nobody cares and it doesn't matter what you do and your contributions are not that significant, right? So it really, it depends. It's a mindset thing that also dictates, you know, productivity and happiness. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, one of the challenges as well that we didn't discuss as much, but you alluded to um, was this sort of blending of personal and professional life when you work from home. Yes. And this relates to employee satisfaction because yeah. some many employees working from home actually feel much more overworked mm. because they don't know yes. when to stop working, right? There's there's not the office clearing out. You don't have people around you going home packing up. Um, right. And, and you, you don't have a commute to worry about. And so while it's an advantage from a time perspective, on the other hand, you don't have that designated end to your workday. Mm -hmm. So you could end up working late into the night. You might miss dinner. Um, or you might open up your laptop after dinner and start working again. And it's just, it's harder to um, to sort of, you know, manually designate when you're going to work and when you're not. That's true. We'll be right back after this short break. So I think it's still up in the air for a lot of companies, for a lot of individuals. And, you know, it's something that we're going to see come closer. Well, we're going to see it from, a you know, different perspective in the next few years because people will have had more time in the remote setting or in the hybrid setting or back at the office. And we'll see what the data has to say for it too. Yeah, I think we'll see both. We'll have companies that are fully remote. We'll have companies that are, you know, fully in the office and people can kind of choose which of those configurations they prefer. I don't think we're going to see as much of the, you know, true hybrid Right, you mm, might which have is what? what, which is a true hybrid is you must come in three days a week and must not come in two days. A right, week. and it's enforced. And it's enforced. Yeah. I think what you're going to have is fully remote companies where mm. 
sometimes you can come in or whenever you please. Yeah. Um, there's a space there to meet, um, but as you please. And then there will be companies where it is you definitely must come into the office. Right. Unless you're in the Netherlands. That's true. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and that's unfolding too as we speak. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's very exciting too because it gives people a lot of different opportunities and um, yeah, I think I think it's moving in the right direction, and there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of positives from I think the direction that it's headed in. Yeah, definitely. So that's awesome. All right, well, we want to hear from you. What do you think about this remote work kind of approach? What do you think of the hybrid approach, even though it might be on its way out? What do you think of going back into the office? What's your work situation right now? Are you working from home and loving it? Are you? just ready to get back into the office or have you already gotten back there so we want to hear from you leave a comment down below and if you're enjoying the podcast be sure to share it leave us a review that really matters so it means the world to us when we get a five-star review that tells us that you're enjoying the podcast and when you share it more people can have access to this kind of high quality content because our goal is to empower you with the communication skills you need to excel in your english lives so we hope that you do enjoy it and check out the youtube channel as well so that's it from us today we're gonna see you in another one all right take care